got a lot of defense, he carries it all. You know, so you go into a game, you're not really sure what you're going to get. You can turn on the game against uh, SMU, it's one style. You can turn on the game against Iowa State, it's something different, so on and so forth. And so uh, there's a lot to prepare for, and then his aggressiveness in calling it. When their secondary is really dialed in with what they're doing up front, that, that's when it makes it very difficult. Let the conversation continue with Ryan, Trista, and Nick and BetMGM Tonight on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. Steve Sarkeesian on Brett Venables, head coach of uh, Oklahoma, and that's going to be the, it should surprise no one here, the most bet game at BetMGM in terms of tickets this weekend, Oklahoma Texas. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. It's going to be a good one, man, and it's been a long time since these teams have been so damn good and so damn good defensively, too. I mean, year two for um, Venables has went really well, right? Because last year, defensively, they were a nightmare, Mm -hmm. which you kind of were going to expect because it was Oklahoma, and then this year they hit the transfer portal. All the guys that they brought back have been much better. That said, though, they haven't seen an offense like Texas. And Texas hasn't seen a defense like uh, Oklahoma yet. So I'm really excited for this game, man. I'm pretty jacked for that one. I think if I had to pick one tomorrow, it would be this one. The other one I'm really excited for, uh, I won't even be able to watch because it's on the Pac-12 network. UCLA. Yep. We UCLA. still don't know where that is. After all this, still I can can't get figure that for it out. You. UCLA and Washington State. Like, I can watch it, but I can't get it on one of my main yes, feeds can. because it's not on my cable package. No, home. you can. So what? this is what you do. There's um, You can get the Pac-12 network, I think, on Apple TV. And then I can give you my mom's Xfinity Ooh. in Portland, and it comes with the Xfinity. Really? So I watched a Pac-12 Network game not long ago, like maybe two weeks ago. So I got you, boy. All right, I'll have to do that because yeah, yeah. I remember last season watching USC on my phone, and it was a nightmare. It's brutal. Yeah. I got you. In Colorado, actually. Colorado, Arizona State, also on the Pac-12 Network. See, this is, this is what yeah. hurt the Pac-12 for the Pac-2 now. So the only reason that it's the Pac-2 yeah. is because of this. You need yeah. the TV money. Yeah. TV money matters. Yeah. And we're seeing that more and more with whether it's college or it's pro. That that's I mean, it's a huge deal. You know, this Texas-Oklahoma game, too, really is like... It's a statement game for both. It feels like it's more for Texas in the sense, could this put Texas in the conversation as best team in the country. Yeah. For Oklahoma, it's kind of more about, like, are they back, right? Like, yeah. are they have they taken that next step and become the program that they used to be under Lincoln Riley? Yeah. Well, we were talking about this game, I remember, last year, and we were really high on Oklahoma. Texas, you know, had a couple of losses, or at least at one point, they had lost to Alabama because Quinn Ewers got hurt. And then what happened? I think they got destroyed, did they not? Oklahoma last year? Yes. They got blown out. They got blown out. Yep, 49 nothing. Their defense couldn't stop a nosebleed, and hopefully this year it's different, right? Hopefully this year it's different. Yeah, they were 4-2, and Texas, at the time that they uh, came out. And Oklahoma was uh, 3-3. and So, yeah, I think this game is going to be a lot better than that. At least I hope so. Yeah, and like Oklahoma's saying all the right things, right? Revenge game, they got blown out. It's not going to be like last season. Also last season, they didn't have Dylan Gabriel uh, in that game. They're starting quarterback, so yep. he's obviously going to be there. It's funny because I look at like most bet teams this weekend, and I see Texas, and I actually like Oklahoma. The reason I haven't bet this game as far as the side, I want to wait and see what kind of price we could get. I also feel like this is going to be a good live betting game, right? Like if you like um, Texas, in this game, then you probably like the under because I think they could get out to an early lead and then kind of like take their foot off the mm-hmm. gas in the second half. But if Oklahoma goes up in this game by a score or two, then I would lie bet the over because Texas is going to have to push the ball down the field. They could hit you with the explosive plays, but also Ewers. I know he's only got one turnover. It came last week against Kansas, but we've seen it, you know, and like he's not connecting on the deep ball. 
It's part of the reason I like the under so much. He's only four and nine, four for nineteen on passes, twenty or more yards down the field. Um, so I look at all these tickets and I feel pretty good. Most bet overs, right? Oklahoma and Texas, sixty and a half. I'm on the under in that game. That's my favorite play this weekend. I like the under. I really like these defenses. Most bet teams, Texas. I plan on betting Oklahoma. Alabama minus one. I like A&M in that game. I bet them plus three. We're all the way down to one. Kentucky at 14 and a half. I like Georgia in that game. So uh, shout out to MGM for their insights because <laughs> looks like it'll be uh, pros versus Joes, me versus the public this weekend. And I know the public Nothing wins wrong with that. While, Nothing wrong with that. I do, feel, I do feel good seeing that, though. Um, but, man, yeah, Texas, Oklahoma. And I love that we're getting it right away at noon. It's the perfect way to start off your I day. honestly hate waiting until, like, 7 Eastern to have those kind of games where it's like I'd rather just get into it right away. And get that. And, you know, it's interesting, too, when yeah. you talk about the under in this game, if Texas gets up early and then kind of just milks the clock. Like, I know it's not B. John Robinson. I understand that you can't really replace what B. John Robinson was. But, I mean, Jonathan Brooks has been. Oh, yeah. I mean, what he had was 217 and two touchdowns yeah, against last Kansas. Week. Like, yeah. if you've got the ability to still run the football and eat the clock that way, still there, too, like, that can really feed into what Texas can do to hold on to this lead and just keep it that way. Yeah. You really don't want Dylan Gabriel getting the football back because he's looked great this year. Yeah, he's, he's averaging seven yards per carry. Yeah. He's, and, and Dylan Gabriel's spreading the ball around. He had, what, 10 completed passes to 10 different guys, three touchdowns last week. Like, so you're getting kind of what we thought Dylan Gabriel would be even last year, this season. I kind of liked him as a sneaky Heisman pick last season yeah so uh, look it's it's two really talented teams yeah and that's what like if you like Oklahoma in this game I think Dylan Gabriel Heisman look isn't a bad look right now I mean you the still problem go down is, that route with everybody else that's doing what they're doing this year so like the problem with it is it's 25 to 1 right now and you could have had a much better price mm-hmm. but Quinn Ewers is the third favorite and obviously if Oklahoma beats Texas he drops my problem with Caleb Williams is he's only plus 125. They're not going to want to give him that award mm-hmm. unless they go unbeaten. And I just, you watch USC's defense, and you look at the rest of the Pac-12, I think they're going to lose twice this season. Well, if they do go unbeaten with that defense, then he definitely wins the Heisman Oh, then he's again. winning the Heisman. Yeah, for yeah. sure. I guarantee it. For that's sure. Right. I mean, he's putting up video game-like numbers, mm-hmm. man. He's the best quarterback in the country. But, like, we've only seen this happen with Archie, and it's been so long that I feel like he has to get back into the playoff, or he has to get into the playoff to win it. So... I think he's out, and they're going to lose some games. I think Notre Dame beats them in a couple weeks. What like, do you like think? Notre Dame has a better shot at losing to Louisville than they do to USC. What do you think about Dylan Gabriel rushing yards? 21 and a half. No. It is juiced to the under. Probably no. You would stay away. Yeah, I mean, Texas is top 10 in the country, mm-hmm. stuff in the run. I think if Oklahoma's going to win this game, it's going to have to be them hitting explosives down the field. It's going to have to be them throwing the ball. Like, Texas's defense really doesn't have a weakness, except for you could hit them with the big play. And kind of the same thing with Oklahoma's defense. They lead the country in stuff rate. They're 10th in EPA per rush. They're, like, third in defensive line yards. Like, all the nerd metrics, Oklahoma's really good. But, again, they haven't seen an offense like Texas. And then Texas's defense... I mean, man, like, I don't know. And, strength and, and, versus strength. And the other thing, like, with Dylan Gabriel, because I like him too, and I'm looking at this. So the last few weeks when he's, like, stepped up in class against real defenses, and these aren't even great defenses. It's Cincinnati and it's Iowa State. His pro football focus passing grade came in below 70. So that's the only thing. Like, it is uh, Texas's D. So I don't know if I want to do anything with the rushing guards what or about the passing, passing yards. Yard? Nothing with passing, huh? 265 and a half for Dylan Gabriel. 292.5 for Quinn Ewers. It's tough. I like the under in the game, so I'm hoping it's like 13 to 10. Like, no offense whatsoever. <laughs> None. Yeah, no. Uh, so, probably not going to do a whole lot right there. Um, in that one. A lot of love for Kentucky, plus 14.5 against Georgia, too. That's the third most bet team in terms of tickets at BetMGM. So, Georgia is or Kentucky, Kentucky is? Kentucky at plus 14.5. Yeah. <sighs> 
I get it because Georgia hasn't covered a spread, and because yeah. right now they don't look really good offensively with Carson Beck, and you have to downgrade them. But uh, they're getting a little bit healthier. They got McConkey back last week, mm-hmm. and he caught all of his targets. They have Brock Bauer still. And Kentucky's defense is good, but I think this might be like the coming out party for Georgia's offense. And then I worry, how's Kentucky going to move the ball? Because last week, you know, Georgia's defense gave up a bunch, but it was all quarterback design runs. Like traditional running back runs were only going for like two yards per carry. And I don't think Devin Leary is going to be able to beat him with his legs. He's more of your like traditional like pocket quarterback. And he's not connecting with his wide receivers. He's been shaky. They got things going last week, but a lot of drops from the Kentucky wide receivers. I played the over on their win total, and I don't even feel good about that, even with them being undefeated right now. I just feel like this is the perfect buy-low spot for Georgia, and they finally cover a spread here. I think they're going to get up for this game. That's the other thing, man. They play nothing but cupcakes to start the season. I think they're feeling themselves a little bit because they've won back-to-back mm-hmm. national titles. I think Kirby will have them ready to go. You guys saw those like pregame videos a couple weeks ago, uh, or the halftime video. We're going to go out there. We might. We're going to stop them. They might score here. Um, I feel really. Oh good yeah, about that it. was the, the way they put it together within the clips of what happened mm-hmm. yeah. with whatever he was talking about was. I mean, that was badass. What about Georgia though? Just not covering in the first half. They have these weird first half struggles and seem to pull away more in the second half. I mean, wonder if there's like a way. Yeah, like maybe you jump in and have Kentucky cover just in the first half there, and then it's Georgia for the game. Yeah, if I was going to play Kentucky, I'd look at maybe the first half, right? Yeah. Like maybe Georgia kind of starts off slow, gets things going in the second half, but. Yeah, I just I don't want to fade him in this spot. And I like again, like I like Kentucky and the defenses look good and they're they're running back Davis, you know, he had a really good game last week against Florida, but I just think that says a little bit more about Florida and where they're at. Like we got excited about Florida a couple of weeks ago after that win, but Graham Mertz is still the starting quarterback. Um and they were a projected five-and-a-half-win team. So I'm pumping the brakes on Kentucky this week. I like Georgia. It's also going to be tough against that Georgia defense. They're allowing four yards a carry, yeah. five yards per pass play. So, like, you're not moving the ball very well against that Georgia defense, which has really kind of been their calling card anyway. Yeah. I kind of like the under in that game, 47-and-a-half. Yeah. yeah, me too. You know what? I almost – I was thinking about the over. It opened at 48-and-a-half, and then it dipped because I was looking at Kentucky's offense. Like, hey, they finally figured some stuff out. But then I watched the game, and it was, you know – I just I don't know that they're going to be able to run the ball up the middle. It was all like direct directly like up the middle runs that they did against Florida. You're not going to be able to do that against right. Georgia. And like Nick just said and then if they stuff that and you have to drop Devin Leary back 25 30 times in this game, he could be screwed. And a lot of three I, and outs potentially. Pe- people that make the case for Kentucky will say well like the sack numbers haven't been there for Georgia the last couple of years. They're not really getting pressure on the quarterback, but when an offense becomes one dimensional like TCU had to do last year, then they do tee off on the quarterback, and then they will get home. Yeah, they can just pin their ears back. Yeah, so that's Th- the only thing. That actually is the most bet under, by the way, Kentucky-Georgia. That's kind of scary. That scares me. Yeah, yeah that's a I little know. scary. And you can see, like, short fields, if Devin Leary gets a little loose with the football. Um, yeah, I-, I think they're going to score some points tomorrow, uh, Georgia. So feel pretty good about that. Sometimes it's okay to not fade the public, though, guys. I want to know. It you says, know? so, like, we get, like, most bet games, you know, and mm-hmm. it says tickets, and we get Notre Dame, Louisville. And I'm glad to see that Notre Dame is not one of the most bet teams. I'm kind of, like, back and forth on this one. Obviously, a big Notre Dame fan, but I did bet Louisville at six and a half. We talked about this last night. I just don't know how you continue to get up for games like this. And uh, I don't know how you win this game. I mean, I know how you win this game. I don't know how they come out and they uh, cover this game. Because Louisville, it's a primetime spot. Crowd's going to be pumped up for this game. And you got Jeff Brown with some extra time to prepare for this Notre Dame team. I worry a little bit about this one, man. Ohio State two weeks ago, heartbreaking loss at home. Then you hit the road. You play at Duke last week. Game day's there. You have to win on a last-second touchdown from Audrick Estime. And now you get Louisville with USC on deck next week. 
So that's that's a huge look ahead spot, but yeah, you can't absolutely. look ahead because you're playing your third nationally ranked team in a row. This is a tough schedule for road. Notre Dame. Yeah, yeah. And like Brahms, really, really good. They that's don't really, an explosive offense. Louisville, has. and that's the thing. They got a couple dudes. Yeah. You know, Thrash Jamari Thrash is averaging, I believe, like 26 yards per reception. So they might be able to hit Notre Dame with some big fifth, plays. Fifth in yards per pass attempt, too. What? So, like, they're, they're airing that thing out yeah. against the Notre Dame team that can't get to the quarterback either and get any sacks. Yeah, and, like, Jack Plummer, he's a jag, right? Like, he's just another guy. He's not going to be in the NFL. But he's seen Notre Dame three times now coming up Saturday. This will be the third time with three different teams. So he knows what that defense is because Marcus Freeman's been running the defense for the last two seasons. I think Notre Dame wins, but I'm a little bit worried about that one. Maryland, Ohio State, anybody out there going to bet Maryland in this game with the points? Because we actually went Your from 20 and a half team here. Come on. down to 19 and a half. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but I got to bet Ohio State in this game. I hope Maryland proves me wrong. Actually, I don't. I want the money. I need it. Uh, I think Ohio State figured some stuff out in that Notre Dame game. And they have a whole week to prepare it's Ryan Day against Josh Gaddis, as far as the play callers. And it's all those skill position players. Marvin Harrison going against that Maryland defense. The Maryland is defense his ankle has been okay, though? Balling. Do we know whether Marvin Harrison's ankle is good enough? He's been practicing, he's yeah. been a full participant. So he's going to go in this game. The one thing, though, like Maryland's defense this year has been legit, but they yes. have not seen an offense like Ohio State's. Mm-hmm. Eight and picks? I don't know that Eight they're going to be able to stop the run, man. Ohio State's got three really good, really good backs. I like Henderson the most. And then on the offensive side of the ball for Maryland, are they going to be able to run the ball? I like Hemby, but, man, Ohio State's run defense, really, really damn good. It's Number just two be in a, the country. They're just going to have to throw the whole time. Baby two is just going to throw the hell out of the football. And that scares me a little bit. I yeah. love him. but um, That scares you from a Maryland side of things or for Ohio State? For Maryland. Yeah. Because yeah, kind of, they're kind of one-dimensional. Because when you become one-dimensional, yeah, yes. then Ohio State, they're getting natural pressure right now, so they're just going to be able to drop more guys back up in coverage. So, um, And it's a road game. Yeah, I feel pretty good about Ohio State in this one. What do you think about like a Maryland classic. team total under? I'm trying to figure out what that is. got to shop around. Never again for me on that one. I did that last <laughs> week against Indiana because uh, Maryland was a big favorite, and Indiana's defense had actually been pretty damn good. And Maryland scored 40 on me, and I was really wrong, and I was on the wrong side of that bet. So I'm going to stay away but from Ohio that But Ohio State's one. defense is so I good. I know. What I would worry about would be like Kyle McCord, couple pick sixes or something like that, and I lose the bet because of it. Um, so I, I wouldn't hate the look because I do think that they shut him down. I would rather put it this way. I would rather actually go, if I wanted to play this game and not trust the points, Ohio State team total over. Okay. I think they're going to look to put on a show for Kyle McCord in this game. And I think he's more comfortable in this offense. He's looking like he's at least starting to kind of find a rhythm, which, look, you've got enough talent around you yeah. where that can kind of compensate for maybe some of his deficiencies as a quarterback because he's no C.J. Stroud. No, he just really, like like we were talking about with Quinn Ewers, he was struggling to hit the deep ball. Like yeah. those, you know, those passes 20-plus yards down the field. But, I mean, you saw the plays he made against Notre Dame, and that's something that you build off of right there. Also, right. he's young. Like, I mean, he just uh, – it's his first year in the system here, and it's really early in the yeah, season. Yeah, but every year it's a new quarterback. This is the first year in the system, and then they go to the NFL. So it's like – I feel like Ohio State, they've been so prepared for this over the years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do uh, – Whether it was Day or Urban Meyer before that, you know? Yep. I, uh, I, I, I'm I starting to come around on them a little bit in the Big Ten, though. Not Are that I'm you? out on Penn State, but I think I like Ohio State a little bit better. Penn State, Michigan, Ohio State. Michigan's that clearly number one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was trying to see if I could get you to get Penn State above, but no, could, couldn't turn you that far. No. Michigan, yeah. Ohio State, Penn State for yeah. me. Yeah. Could change, though. We'll see this weekend. I mean, still got time. All right, we start our look at every NFL weekend game coming up. It's BetMGM Tonight.
It's time for a short commercial break. Don't go anywhere, though, because we'll be right back with even more BetMGM Tonight. Presented by BetMGM. Live from BetQL.